Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Andrew Schreier, Talking Addiction and Recovery, and today I want to talk about the idea of unmanageable or unable to manage. So this is a point where we talk about when we're identifying with an addictive behavior, um, whether it's alcohol and drugs or gambling, um, we look at how life has become unmanageable. We look at the consequences as a result, and, and oftentimes I refer to as addiction is the tornado sweeping through, um, causing destruction, chaos, uh, ruining, you know, pretty much every part of someone's life, ranging from family, um, friends, other interpersonal relationships, their physical well-being, their emotional well-being, spiritual well-being. Um, work, finances, uh, other leisure activities, but pretty much that everything becomes affected by that. And one of the things that we look at when it comes to, um, you know, how far someone has progressed into the addiction is is what damage has been done, and that pretty much that life isn't manageable now. That's become overwhelming to the point where you can't control it, and then boom, we look at one of the things is that's that makes you part of having an addiction. So the the thing to look at though is that word unmanageable can sometimes be questioned as far as what does that really mean. So what we want to look at is step one of Alcoholics Anonymous says we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. So this is where I've had a lot of clients who um, they may identify with being having an addiction to one substance, but when it comes to other substances, they, they kind of fight this. And it's not even just the, the other substance. It could even be the, the first one that they use, their, their drug of choice, as, as we call it, where they say, well, you know, I'm a functioning alcoholic or addict and that's what clients um, will say to me sometimes that they're they're able to function so they go to work all the time um, the relationships have not been destroyed um, they do not have any legal consequences um, and most of the time as far as legal consequences I say not yet because when you're doing something illegal you're, you're always running the risk of that happening but a lot of clients will will talk about that their life isn't unmanageable, that yeah, there might be some things that are not the best, they're not going the greatest, but in reality, they're still able to have what, what they identify as a, a good quality of life. Now, one thing that we all know to look at is, is there some denial? And, and there could be. You know, someone can tell you that everything is fine with their home life, and if you were to ask their family members, um, they might disagree or have another point of view uh, they might say that their finances aren't too bad, but when you, you peel those back, you might realize, you know, how much they're really spending on their um, drug or alcohol use. They might say that their work functioning is, is just great and nothing's wrong with it. You might ask a coworker or a boss, and there, there might be some concerns as far as, like, how they're doing. So one of the things is there could just be some denial. No doubt about that. But there are some cases where clients do not have the destruction that some other clients drug and alcohol use has caused. And I've seen that. You know, I spend a lot of my time working with clients in the criminal justice system and their their life is 
definitely affected with the legal stuff that's going on um, and being involved in that. And that, that changes things drastically, um, without a doubt. But I've also had clients who they've used illegal drugs for um, years, you know, not just a year, but five years, 10 years, decades worth, and, and they have never gotten into any legal trouble. So they look at it as like, well, their life hasn't become unmanageable. Um, so this is where you look at some ideas behind when they said they can function um, with the using. And the questions you just ask, like, how are you functioning? And can you function without it? And that is the real key point that I want to talk about today in deciphering between is it something that's unmanageable or are you unable to manage without it? And this came out of a fantastic um, discussion I had with a client in a session. This is why I love doing what I do. I learn more about addiction and recovery from my clients when I sit with them and talking with them. And I'm sitting down with this client. He's in his 30s, um, a pretty young, intelligent individual. And this concept came up, and I, I can't recall how we got to it. Um, from what I remember, he was talking about going to a meeting and how he is in such a different spot today than he was before. And how he used to look at the fact that he thought he could manage um, that he wasn't having some of the severe consequences. Um, heroin was his drug of choice. But when it came to alcohol, he really looked at it as like alcohol wasn't something that caused as much destruction as heroin. And um, it didn't. Is The biggest thing, though, that he came to realize was that alcohol would lead back to heroin, um, which, thank goodness, he did. But in the discussion, we we started talking about the idea of you know, you may be able to to do things, but what would happen if you didn't use, and then how would you be able to manage? So that's the question where, can you manage without? So now all of a sudden someone says who they, they smoke weed to calm down, or they have a few drinks to relax. Um, if you take that away, can you do that? And this is a discussion that I've been now having more and more with some other clients. I've been having, um, you know, a lot of clients recently who've been testing positive for, for THC. Um, and instead of coming at this direction of like, you know, it's, it's unmanageable and it's causing all this chaos and destruction, you know, the questions I've been asking them is, well, can you manage without it? You know, for what you're using it for, your purpose, your need, can you manage those things without it? And I tell you, that's been kind of turning on that light bulb of insight into, huh, you know, I, I don't know if I can manage without it. So maybe it's not causing the destruction, but when you say you can't manage without, that does become a form of dependency. I can't blank without the drug. I need blank to do this, you know, relax, calm down, um, go to sleep. So now all of a sudden there's a dependency that's, that's growing on that. And when you become dependent on something, you, you got to look at that as um, concerning. You know, it doesn't mean that you necessarily want to go the whole route of, okay, well, let's call this an addiction. 
but when you can't function without it, that's pretty scary because any time that you get that need, you will think to go back to that, and that's something that you're doing. And, and just think about that. I need, you know, there's there's few things that we really need um, to really keep going, you know, as, as far as surviving, you know, we need the basics, you know, food, water, sleep, and all, and all that such. But now all of a sudden, when you talk to people about their drug use and their alcohol use, especially ones that they don't consider unmanageable, when they talk about that they need it, um, that's kind of pushing it into that line. It's not just like, well, I want to do this. So you look at how other people who don't have an addiction talk about it, and they go, well, I want to have a few drinks um, after work to socialize. So they want to do that, but do they need to do that? And the answer um, most of the time is no. There are times where they can socialize without feeling the need to have that. They don't become distressed without it. And that is something that when it comes to, you know, other substances, that people become distressed when all of a sudden they can't have that. Their, their ability to cope significantly decreases. So all of a sudden it becomes, um, what do you do? What else do you use? And the answer normally is, when I'm talking to clients about this very issue, is there, there is nothing else that they use. They don't try other things. They say nothing else works, but in reality... They've been using the drugs and alcohol for so long that now all of a sudden that becomes the dependency part that they need it in order to accomplish um, a certain thing that, that they're looking at as uh, necessary. So this is something that I have really started talking to a lot of clients about and we're really looking at, let's see you know, how well you do without it. If you don't need it, if you're saying you're not dependent on it, um, let's look at doing a little test. You know, okay, stop using for 30 days. Uh, show me you can stop using for 30 days. And it's interesting because I'll have some clients be like, you know, I'll th yeah, I'll think about it. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm hearing a little hesitancy, a little, you know, a little contemplation there on whether or not they're going to do it. And so a part of it is, it's like they become guarded or almost possessive of it um, and defensive over it. They don't want to give it up yet. And if you're saying you don't need it, if you're saying um, you don't have a problem with it or you're not dependent on it, what is, what's with the guardedness, the defensiveness over giving that up? Even for 30 days, you know, hey, stop using for 30 days. You know, that's, that's normally what I start with, a month period. Um, do I think all of them are going to stop in a month? No, but I just want to see really if they try or how far they get. I've had other clients all of a sudden come back to me and they've been like, well, I've, been, I've still been using every day. And it's like, well, after we just talked about, like, what is that, what is that telling you? And sometimes they'll start to acknowledge, like, you know what, you know, maybe this isn't causing me significant problems or distress but on the other hand maybe I do depend on this to do that and here's the thing for everything that people talk about what alcohol and drugs can do for them when they're talking about these needs it's very very tricky on the drug and alcohol side so I look at it as there's like this this box 
that is like your need and you and you need that filled it's like a void and whatever it is you know reduce stress um to socialize to deal with anxiety um to feel better there's like that need there and then you use and while you're using you that need is filled but the moment that that goes away and the high wears off or the buzz wears off now all of a sudden like the distress starts to kick in and the next time you even get the idea of needing to do the same thing it's harder and harder for you to cope without it and you go right back to that it becomes a very vicious cycle so all of a sudden boredom let's take boredom for example this is a really good one all of a sudden the idea of being bored um, causes some distress so what will people do? They might get high, um, they might drink in order to deal with the boredom. But then when all of a sudden that wears off, that boredom becomes even more and more difficult to deal with. So now the distress increases. So I know people who, clients where this gets to the point where they're doing something, they're at work and they start to get the idea of that they're gonna get bored after work and that's enough already to cause distress. So even though they're doing something right now, they start thinking about that. And the idea of being bored causes this anxiety, this stress. And all of a sudden, the idea of, well, I'm going to use to deal with that. And they are already start planning in their head what they're going to do as far as using. So the more and more you become dependent on that need and the need of using alcohol and drugs to accomplish that, it becomes harder and harder to deal with it when you're not using. The, the distress increases, the vulnerability is harder and harder to deal with, and your coping pretty much becomes dependent on that substance. You know, what can you do without it? And the answer for a lot of my clients is there's not much that they can do. So here's the tips. And I love giving tips on, this is where I get to my clients on kind of like problem solving strategy, goal planning. Um, so here's what it is. Really ask yourself, can you function without it? Can you manage without using the substance that we're identifying? Can you deal with your anxiety without it? Can you sleep without it? Can you socialize without it? The next thing to do is to kind of give yourself a little test and experiment. See how long you can do without it. Try doing 30 days worth. What do you notice in those 30 days? Did you start to get anxiety when you couldn't use it? Could you not even stop using it? Did you go back and using it? I'm not looking at it as a right or wrong of what you um, end up doing or you passed or failed. This is just to see what it's like for you to not do it. The other thing that I talk to clients about is let's create like a menu of options. So sometimes the idea of taking away the substance, um, as we talked about, is, is scary because it's been used so much to help cope. Well, let's not take it away. Let's not um, remove it automatically, but let's put it down as far as the list of how you're going to deal with it. So let's say you're trying to cope with something, make a list of 15 things to do to help cope. Make using alcohol and drugs number 15. 
So 1 through 14, make a list of things that you could do to help you with what you need to do instead of relying on the alcohol and drugs. Now here's what you do. You attempt to do all of those. And if all of those 14 don't work, the drugs and alcohol is still always an option. I don't, I don't deny that. I don't play um, naive to the fact that, that it still is always an option. Is it, is it the option I want you to use? Absolutely not. Is it the option that I wish you could just cross off forever and it would never be a problem again? Correct. But that is not the reality of the world we live in with alcohol and drugs. But if you make that list and go through all 14... I guarantee you, you're going to learn a couple things. One, you're probably going to learn some other ways to cope. And actually, by the time that you go through all those, more than likely, that desire, that need, that craving to use will probably go away. Because we know cravings have some high intensity, but they're low in duration. So now, all of a sudden, you use time on your side by going through all those different things. Now... You'll also learn where some people fall short, but they try one or two things and then they kind of give up and go all the way to 15. And why is it that it's so difficult to go through all those and there's just that need to go to talk on drugs? That's where you got to look at the fact that this is something that, wow, if I can't do these 14 things, if I can't even try these, what does that tell me about my dependency on the alcohol and drugs? that I couldn't try these 14 different things to do that. So make your list. The next time you get that need to use in order to accomplish something, try all those. Give them a chance and see what happens. So in, in wrapping up here, the idea is we look at how addiction destroys someone's life. And for, for a lot of people with an addiction, it does just that. It destroys a lot of things and pretty much everything in it, which is once again the, the tornado um, imagery that I like to use. But some other people look at it as, you know, that's not what's going on with me. And when we look at that, we just want to turn the, the phrase a little bit from, well, has your life become unmanageable to are you unable to manage without? So, so say that phrase a couple times in your head and use that honest openness, willingness to kind of look at how much do I often depend or need the drug or alcohol in order to fill a void or a need that I have. So much more on this to come. Look forward to next time here on Talking Addiction and Recovery.